0: are you ready to perform at your highest potential welcome to the performance matters podcast from gp strategies in each episode we'll interview industry experts exploring best practices and innovative insights to help you and your organization improve performance hello and welcome to the podcast I'm Keith Keating, your host for this episode, and today I have the pleasure of being joined by Marianne Mazurek, as we discuss strategies to help future-proof your career during turbulent times. Marianne is a lead consultant of a GP Strategies' employee engagement practice, and she spent the last two decades conducting research and working with clients to create career development experiences that work not only for employees but also employers. Hello, Marianne, and thank you for joining today.
1: Hi, Keith. I'm really happy to be here.
0: Excellent. For our listeners who may not know, how would you describe or explain an employee engagement practice?
1: Well, the employee engagement practice focuses on a number of things, um, helping organizations measure engagement through surveys, um, also creating tools and consulting to help leaders take action on the information that they gather in a survey, and then also creating uh, learning experiences and tools so people can take control of their own engagement and careers. Career is such an important part of engagement.
0: Absolutely. And especially being able to take control over your career, which is really the focus of our discussion today. But I want to start with a really important question that I think we should all be asking at the start of every conversation, given our current environment. How are you today?
1: I am doing very well, thank you. And how are you, Keith?
0: I'm good. I'm good. I'm thankful for my good days. These are scary times, I think, for all of us. And to our listeners, our topic today was very prescriptive in the sense that, overnight, we've had a massive jump in the unemployment rate in this country. And I'd go as far as to say that those who are still employed worry. I know that, uh, I, that, that that is me as well. And so Marianne and I wanted to address everyone today, those who are leading teams, those who are furloughed, unemployed, worried, and even those who are not worried. We want to share with you ways that you can begin to think about and prepare for future-proofing your career and strategies around that. And so, Marianne, you've got an extensive background in career developing and coaching, and we're using this phrase future-proofing, and I see a lot in the industry. What does future-proofing mean to you?
1: Oh, so that's a really interesting question because I think when most people think of future-proofing, they think, what are the skills? that I need to bring to the table when, um, to stay empl- uh, employable basically. And I like to broaden that definition and suggest that it's not just what are the skills that you need to bring to the table, but it's also um, how do you want your work to work for you and how, do you, how are your interests invo- evolving and how are you really going to manage your career? So it's not just having the skills, but it's really taking the broader approach to your career
0: journey. Absolutely. I think for me, I don't know that there's a true set or prescribed way that you can future-proof yourself. I think there are a number of strategies that we, that employees can help execute that allow you to stay adaptable, agile, resilient when the turbulent times do hit like what we're going through now. So Marianne, what are some of the strategies that employees can take to begin to future-proof themselves?
1: So I think, um, you know, what's interesting, Keith, is what I'm gonna talk about is appropriate now. And it's actually, um, it's what we've been talking about for quite some time. Um, and you really need to start with reflection. And this is something, it doesn't matter where you are. So um, I think people right now are reflecting a bit more. Um, They're in different situations, and they may be thinking, um, is this what I want to do with my career? Um, What's going to happen to my organization? There's um, a lot more reflection in general, going on as people are, are struggling their different situations with the, the pandemic. And um, when I'm talking about reflection, I think what um, I'm really talking about is clarifying your identity and understanding who you are. And during uncertain times like this, that's like one of the only things that you actually have control over or insight into. And the clearer you can be in Um, understanding your identity, the better able you'll be to react to whatever shifts or um, changes happen to you.
0: I I really love that example and the discussion around identity, especially as it's related to your job. I think a lot of times people associated their job title to their identity. And I always try and, and coach against that, not limiting yourself based on your job title as your identity uh, factor. What are some ways that people can reflect on their identity?
1: So there, there are three questions I would um, recommend they think about. Um, first off, you want to be thinking about what do you want? Um, then you want to be thinking about what you have to offer. And then how do others perceive, perceive you? So if we look at what you want, This is all about your goals, your personal values, your interests, your preferred work environment. And all of these factors shape what I like to call great days at work. Because really, when you think about it, you want your career to have more great work, more great days at work than not. Um, So it's what do you want? Then it's what do you have to offer? And we've already talked a little bit about that. It's not just what you want to get from work, but it's what you can give in that work relationship. And so the questions are things like, what do you do better than anyone else? What are the skills and experiences that you're bringing to the table where you can actually make an impact? And that final question was, how do others perceive you? And this is important because you probably should not be creating a career plan based only on your self-assessment. And this is an opportunity to ask others what they see when they see you in action, what they think you value, what your relative strengths are, what your relative weaknesses are, um, what you're known for. If you think about this question, it's sort of like your reputation where it's, what are people saying about you? when you're not in the room. And that's important because you might find gaps between um, who you think you are and how you're actually showing up.
0: And there's a lot of vulnerability that comes along with asking that. And I wanna repeat the two questions that you just mentioned what's your value and how do others perceive you? And those are two extremely important questions to be asking as you are developing your identity. And I would, I would add on that and say in terms of what's your value, Seth Godin recently wrote a book called Lynchpin, which is something that's helped me both personally and professionally to think about that. And I, I think for me, that's how my career has often developed is I've, found opportunities to look at what are the gaps that exist within the organization? Where's the need? And how can I help fill that need? And so I love that you're talking about encouraging people to question what's the value that they bring? What's that impact? And how do others perceive you? Because you're right. Just because I perceive myself one way doesn't mean that everybody else sees me that way.
1: No, it's, um, and sometimes the, you know, it can be a, a rude awakening, but it's important when, when you're talking about strategies and, and moving your career for, forward, you want to have the best information possible. And I love Seth Godin and the idea of linchpins because I think you're bringing us by mentioning that you're sort of bringing us out of the reflection that I mentioned, which is very inward focus to, um, the need to focus outward and to stay curious and to pay attention to what's happening around you because right now organizations are ch- are changing so quickly. I mean, if you look at our organization, we've been doing virtual learning for a decade or more and it's always something that we've had in um, our offerings. But nowadays, all of our clients... Have um, not all of them but a lot of them have um, workforces that are sheltering in place at home and they have to rely on virtual um, learning and there's much more of a need and I know my my teammates and I have had to pivot to address that need so it's not just about what you want but it's really paying attention to opportunities to be a hero right now because your career is happening right now. Um, newsflash. (laughs) You know, it's Uh not just in the future. And then also what's, how's the work changing in the future?
0: Absolutely. And it's not, it's not always looking to problem solve, but looking for opportunities. Right. Absolutely. These are, these are really great strategies for the individual employee. What about those that lead teams or departments? How can you support the individuals. So what would you recommend in terms of for, for team leaders and department leads on what they can do to support individuals?
1: I'm going to say the answer is talk. Talk more and talk about career growth now. And I know that may sound counterintuitive for people, especially because as a manager, um, you may have just um, had a round of furloughs. People may be working reduced hours. There may be freezes on hiring and and promotions. So the idea of talking about career may sound a little bit odd, but my intent is to encourage you to have those conversations about everything we were just talking about earlier that people need to reflect on. And if the more you know about what, your team members um, value what talents they have that may be underutilized, what their career drivers are. The more you know that, then you can, um, you're really in a better position to redeploy them, whether it's for your new, you know, COVID 19 priorities or to support their growth, especially if there's, um, for some folks, there might be a bit of a, a lull with work and some downtime, where there may be opportunities to um, to do training or or have stretch assignments. But it's it's really going to help you support them with careers and. Really, position yourself for having the team deliver the results you want, so it's that both and, but it's all about talking to people and we know from our research managers don't talk about career with their people
0: yeah, well. absolutely, and i would I would say yes, and being transparent is critical, so not just talking, but talking honestly, truthfully, with transparency, but also with empathy. I think that's such an important skill set for us to be focusing on right now. In fact, for me, when I think of CEO, I think that that should stand right now for a chief empathy officer. Totally. So we've talked about strategies that employees can take. We've talked about managers, team leaders, and having ensuring that they're talking more to their teams, being transparent, being empathetic. What about from an organization perspective? How can we address the organizational needs?
1: So there are so many examples we have of organizations changing their business model. And there, that means there's a change of roles and responsibilities. So the whole idea of business as usual, I don't know what the new phrase is. Um, I don't think it's the new normal, but I think it is, um, not, we're not going back. So it's, it's just really having that forward focus and, um, and looking outside your team and outside your role.
0: There's so many beautiful stories about organizations pivoting right now from the automotive industry, making ventilators to uh, beer companies, making hand sanitizers. I think to to build on to your point, what we need from the organizations is that agility, that adaptability, And, and linking back to that idea of a linchpin, looking for opportunities that exist where the organization can pivot to help fill those opportunities for customers, for clients,
1: you know, it's all about that matchmaking process, right, where um, the organizations need to flex to um, reflect the environment and what what the um, clients need, and then everybody else within the organization needs to flex as well. And we do need to do it. I, I love your point about – I want to go back to that empathetic um, – the empathetic manager. It's so important because you know people – in January, they may have had a career plan. They may have been thinking, by the end of the year, I want to be in role X. And for many people, the plan has hit the fan. And they, um, they're they going to need help trying to figure out what they can do. And, and that's where that dialogue about um, talking about not only what the organization needs, but also what the team needs and what individuals um, are looking for. It's that, I guess it's the proverbial win-win, if you'll allow me to use a cliche. I,
0: I would even add that mental health right now is, is an extremely important topic that we need to be focusing on a bit more to your point of in January, you may have this role that you were working towards and it may be gone as, as it's gone for a number of people who are now unemployed. And the reality is we're all grieving about some sort of loss. And even those of us that maybe have not lost our jobs, we're still grieving about our way of life changing. Um, You know, we could be grieving about the loss associated with, covid um, grief is is an important real part of all of our lives right now i think that's important too from a manager leadership perspective to acknowledge that that grief does exists and giving their teams the opportunity and freedom to be able to vocalize that
1: yes because and that's not always something that people are going to be willing to do you really need to be in a trusting environment with your manager and so, or it may not be the, the topic that I'm going to bring up with my manager. So, it really helps for the manager to acknowledge it and to make it safe to have that conversation.
0: Absolutely. So, we've talked a bit about future proofing in terms of some strategies for employees. And really, future proofing is not just employees, organizations that survive are the ones that also look at ways that they can future proof. Uh, again by being agile, adaptable, and, and resilient. You talk um you've talked before about this idea of a career community. Can you share that idea and, and what you mean by career community with our listeners?
1: Absolutely. And you know the great thing about the career community, if there are managers listening, this is um this should be good news for managers because um you know we say you own your own career. And that's true, but the reality is it's really hard to take whatever your career journey is, it's hard to do it solo. So what is helpful is to have a career community. And one of the things we talk about in our programs, we have um, five roles. So you have the cheerleader, who is someone to encourage you, the challenger, who is someone to offer you constructive pushback, And feedback, which is something we've already talked about in terms of um, your reputation. Um, Mentor is someone who um, is there to to provide advice. A sponsor is someone who can talk about you, not necessarily to you, but promote you or be an advocate. And then um, the fifth role is the role model. So this is the person you want to emulate. And um, people... You know, a community reflects relationships. So, I want to be clear here. We're not talking about um, the transactional networking that I think a lot of people think about. Um, this is this is a slightly different spin. And personally, as I think about sheltering sheltering in place and how everyone seems to be reaching out a little bit more, there are more. There are Zoom conversations with, um, you know, my my high school graduating class had a um, sort of a, a a wine and Zoom um, cocktail hour not long ago. There um, there seems to really be a need and a um, desire for people to connect more because they can't see each other in person. So this is a perfect time to think about um, who's in your career community and where you may want to fill some gaps.
0: I love the idea of career community. And it's not necessarily um new. It's that you're calling attention to the importance of it. For me, I I don't really didn't I haven't really had a career community before. And I think one of the positive things that's come out of COVID and our experience and what you've just alluded to is that it's given us this freedom to connect more freely with people. I, um, for, like you, I just had a a, a reunion with my family, uh, people I haven't seen in 15, 20 years. Well, it's not like Zoom was just invented <laughs> or WebEx or FaceTime or whatever the, the platform is. And so I'm developing or, or I'm consciously making an effort to create a career community. Um, and I'm trying to look at... What is some of the value, what are the opportunities that maybe COVID has created for us? And one of those, I think, is the freedom to create a career community.
1: And you know, Keith, I bet if you were to think back over the last 10 years of your career, I bet you actually have a career community knowing knowing you as I do and you may not have labeled it that way and I think the other thing that's important here is that you're probably a member of quite a few people's career communities and again they may not have that language to describe you or to describe what role you play but it's um I think that it's something that um, once you put a name to it, then you can be more purposeful in building on what you have. And the great news for managers is managers don't have to play all five roles that I described, and they shouldn't. So that means the message to individuals is that your manager can help you with some things, but you need to to have a broader community and, and... Community is a great thing right now.
0: Absolutely. So we've talked about the importance of reflection in terms of future-proofing, understanding who you are as an employee, who you are as a team member, identifying what you want, what do you have to offer, what's your value, where's the opportunity for you to be a linchpin, but also talking with others to uncover how they perceive you. Is there anything else that you'd like to share with our listeners today about the ability to future-proof during turbulent times?
1: You know, Keith, I and this I may throw this back at, at you um, in terms of skills. So I think I think that um, I know. you Well, I know you recently wrote a blog about um, transferable skills, and I think sometimes people get a very narrow view of what they have to offer, and they can't always translate what they've done in one role to apply to um, another role. And I think that's something that you actually articulate very well.
0: Thank you. Luckily for me, I recognized that concept very early in my career. And I think I'm glad that you brought that up because it goes back to that concept of job identity and your job title being an identity and sometimes limiting your belief in yourself, your belief in your capabilities and your skill sets. And the reality is understanding the concept of transferable skills is Absolutely empowering and will help you future proof because you'll start to see that you're not limited in your abilities, that you've got a number of skills that translate communication skills, problem solving, creativity, interpersonal skills. Your experience is valuable and it is transferable. So to end today, I would encourage listeners that are worried about the future, are worried about their career, to explore the concepts of transferable skills and being a lifelong learner so that they understand that the skills that they do have today will transfer into the jobs needed for tomorrow. So with that, thank you, Marianne, for joining today. It's been an absolute pleasure talking with you. And to our listeners, thank you for joining. The Performance Matters Podcast is brought to you by GP Strategies. Together, we can create a world where business excellence makes possibilities achievable. You can subscribe to the show anywhere you get podcasts and listen on our website at gpstrategies.com slash podcasts.